Welcome to the Real World Productivity Podcast. I'm Adam Moody, and today I had a chance to have an interview with Catherine Jones. Now, Catherine's been a guest, I believe she was on episode 7 or 8, and she uh, came back as we met up in person for an interview about a year after her initial interview to catch up with her, talk about her growing business, CF Design School, uh, Automate Academy, and see how things are going. And this conversation really focused in on team building and how that's gone for her, uh, how she's gone about building her teams, how important it's been to her, and uh, literally how she's done it. So apologize if there's a bit of background noise. We've tried to even it out a little bit, but uh, caught up with her at a convention with thousands of people. We tried to find a quiet corner uh, and dive into it. Uh, so I still think very much worth listening to. Check it out. Uh, some great stuff in here that you can uh, apply whether you've got, uh, you know, you're starting out, you've got a small business, or you've already got a team of your own. Uh, either way, definitely uh, listen to this, check out what Catherine has to say, and uh, we will be talking to her again, that's for sure. So, we're back with Catherine. It's been about a year uh, since I talked to you, I think. And I'm not going to do a complete rehash of where we've been, uh, but over the last year, I know you've had a lot of growth. And I wanted to talk to you about team building because it's one thing that I think is super important and I think it's generally the path forward and everyone I've talked to who's one, two, three, or ten steps ahead of me is like you've got to have a good team or you know, you're know, you going to hit the cap or you're going to crash and burn or there's going to be those days where you're just not able to do it but if you built the team it can kind of take care of it for you. So I guess before we even dive into that, can you catch people up on last year because in the podcast description I'll definitely have notes or a link to the uh, episode I did with you about a year ago totally yeah, yeah. well thanks for thanks for talking again I'm, I'm all about it but yes the last year um, it's uh, it's been good a lot has changed <laughs> so much has changed um, but I think we talked last about um, my book automate your routines guarantee your results so we kind of focused a lot on productivity stuff but ultimately what's happened in the last year is we took the company automate Academy and uh, we we've exploded it is what we did and so um, automation in the realm of routines like we talked about before but also specifically in the realm of marketing uh, kind of how that fits into funnel structures and then automation in the realm of systems and processes which has to do a little bit more with this team building aspect so in this last year we've launched um, two specific products in the realm of automating your marketing sequences. One is all about funnel design, and then the second one is a high-end coaching program that teaches you how to build out a six-figure-plus funnel agency. So, that's, so what are the names? I mean, I know one of them, yeah, I don't so even know the other one. One of them is called uh, uh, CF Design School, and uh, that's, again, where I teach people how to design funnels. No coding, no Photoshop, no graphic design. And uh, as a quick thing in the realm of, like, why would an automation company sell something on funnel design? Like <laughs> yes. people ask me that a lot. The reason being is I started as a funnel as a funnel agency, and my company is called Automate Academy. And I my tagline right or there was I help you to automate your sales, and I, I really do. And so people would come to me all the time and be like, Oh my gosh, like please help me to automate my sales. Like oh my funnel's not working, or like my sales process is broken. Like what's work? Like what's wrong? And I was getting results for people, and they were like, Can you take a look at it? And um, I would look at it and be like, oh, my God, this is ugly as sin. This, this website is, like, so bad. And um, Stanford came out with a study. Google just came out with one as well that um, says that the credibility of your website is determined in half of a second, and over 90% of what they're judging is your design. So in the realms of sales automation, yeah. even if you have the best offer in the world or the best copy in the world, like, if you can't get people to stay on your page long enough to actually see what you're selling because yes. your design is, like, so horrific... You've lost the you've lost the sales game, and a, 
infinitely the sales automation game. And yeah. so, anyway, so that's, so we actually teach people how to do that. Um, if they don't necessarily want to hire us out as like a huge agency, right? Because yeah, yeah. we, we charge a lot of money for that. Yeah. But we're just like, listen, go teach somebody on your team how to do this. Here's how you do it. So that's number one. And then um, the high-end coaching program where we teach people not just funnel design, but hey, you want to build a six-figure funnel agency, we call it auto funnel certified. Nice. And so, uh, yeah, we teach people how to use funnels uh, that are primed for automation specifically in the sales realm. And uh, we go way more in depth than design. Strategy, client acquisition, prospecting, how do you scale this? And uh, yeah, so it's really fun. Gotcha. And a shameless tip for or tip or insight for me is that uh, we also, as uh, my other business, Semantic Mastery, we went and put uh, part of our team through the CF Design School. So I can honestly say this has been tried and tested and I'm a fan of it. So. Yeah, it's great stuff. So uh, so yeah, that's kind of how we've exploded in wow. the last little bit. And so because of that, because we, I mean, our, the, the amount of clients and customers that we have is yeah. significantly more and we're kind of building this movement of one, automators and funnel designers. Um, mm -hmm. We've had to really expand our team and being able to cater to them and serve them at the same level as when we were just, when I was just, you know, a lowly little one woman agency, you yeah. know, so uh, it's been really, a really fun uh, stretching year. I'd so in, in terms of actual numbers, um, roughly I realize I can't, I can't recall exactly when we spoke, but I think it was a little bit over a year. Yeah. Including, you know, community managers, all that type yeah. of stuff. Anybody who's associated with you or your businesses, what would you say is like a number of people from like, that you've added in a year? So a year ago, I was yeah. a one-woman show. Yep. Truly, it was me running the show. And um, the reason I was able to do it for so long, though, right, was because I did use systems and softwares to help me to automate a lot of yeah. stuff. But eventually, you need humans. So that now to now, I have, um, let me count. So I have two, uh, two virtual assistants. I have a videographer, somebody that helps me with my social media. Um, I have a business strategist. And I have a personal assistant. So I don't know if that I don't know if that counts, oh, but that definitely counts. It's awesome, and uh, yeah. So what is that? Six or seven people? Yeah, I, I, that was bad. I wasn't even keeping yeah, track. Yeah, six or seven yeah, people that help, and uh, yeah, it's uh, really yeah. it's really exciting. I think in the next year we'll double or triple that. I'm gonna give a shout out to personal assistants. My <laughs> personal assistant is awesome, and like I literally would have a hard time functioning right now. It's a game changer, isn't yeah. it? I think um, for me, uh, all of a sudden I I just thought, well, where's my highest dollar at? And um, and so I literally did like, I mean, you know, I'm a systems lady. So I just did like a huge brain jump, 30 minutes. And I just did, what is every single task that I do? Like I went, I looked at my calendar, wrote down everything. And, and then just anything, what is any single task that I do from brushing my teeth to building out a huge $25,000 funnel? Like what, is, what, what? Your PA doesn't brush your teeth though. Dang it, I know, <laughs> not yet. Uh, I'm not quite sure One to get, yes, exactly. So then basically what I did is I said, okay, well, where's my highest dollar at? And anything that was $1,000 an hour or less, I said, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna be real about building this movement. So yeah, so it's been awesome. And so my personal assistant, um, she's great. I, she's, a college, she's a college student and she's amazing. I pay her 13 bucks an hour nice. and uh, she does my laundry, cleans my car, uh, she does all my meal prep, I never cook ever, any of my things, she does gift prep, uh, she'll cut, she'll, she knows exactly when everybody, every important VIP business wise, employee wise, family, friend, she knows when all their birthdays are, 
Um, so she'll give me gift ideas. She knows exactly the budget. She'll send me links. It's exactly in the spreadsheet way that I want. She'll follow up with me about once a month to uh, say like, okay, cool, let's check your calendar. What events are coming up? Do you need new clothes? Here's shopping. She knows exactly what my sizes are, what my style is. Like, it's awesome. And so yeah. we've been able to systemize it as well so that she knows exactly on week one, two, three, four, and occasionally five of the month what she needs to do. Nice. So, uh, yeah. It's I'm just, realizing it's I think I'm more of a project manager instead of a personal assistant. And now I'm realizing I think that might be the next step. So nice. I guess now I can turn that around. And do you have a project manager? Like uh, somebody who heads up who you're like, I need this to happen with CF Design School. Yes. So, so far, so far right now, it is me. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, so, there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, actually. so far it's me. And I think the reason being is this. So we are, um, with CF Design School, uh, we're at about 150-ish members. Okay. And um, about to probably, we have some pretty huge joint ventures lined up for the next six, eight weeks. So um, we're actually expecting to double that, which is really, really exciting. Um, but because of that, and then the goal this year is to have at least 1,000 members in. That's the goal of 2019, is to... Um, have a thousand members go through that course, That's awesome. which I think it, which is, it's going to happen. It's very doable. And, uh, but because of that, I mean, there are some nuances that do change, especially not necessarily with the course, but the community, right? Like, yeah, I was about to ask my next question would be like, have you talked to people that have a thousand yes. person membership and what do they say? Or is it just, yeah, you grow as needed or what's the, totally. what's the system there? So I think for me, a lot of that revolves around like, what's the objective of this community that you want to build? Like if it's just like, Hey, cool. Like I want everybody to meet each other. Great. But for me, um, like I'm really interested in growing like a, a, a movement and a following of these people. And so, uh, without compromising necessarily like my time and energy, I want them to feel very connected to me and to this automator process and different things like that. And so what does that look like? So even in the last six weeks, right, like the structure of our Facebook community has changed where it's no longer me and moderators, right? Because we have two moderators in there. But uh, we just started to bring on what are called master trainers. So people that have been through CF Design School and who are killing it, right? And all of a sudden I have a master trainer right now in sales. So he's awesome. And we have another one uh, that will come on in the next about four weeks or so. Um, and he really is like a really amazing designer. Like kind of a notch above even everybody else who's doing really great at design. And so it's like, cool, he's going to be a master trainer there, master trainer there. And, uh, and so they do group training calls, they go in live, like it's really awesome. And so I think in that particular realm uh, for project managing, because we're still, because it's growing, not the content of the course itself, but the community, mm -hmm. it's very evolving. Yes. And so uh, it's been fun to kind of still lead the charge in yeah. that. So um, I'm curious then too, with your team, you've got a lot, or it seems to me from our, just what we talked about, like yeah. it's heavier on the community side. Totally. But then what are your, what are your outsourcers doing? Like what are your VAs doing? Totally. So they do, um, again, it's anything $1,000, $1,000 task or less. So like, um, and again, these are all systems I can share. I can share with, you know, I'm like a documenting person, but, um, they, they are cure as questions come in, they're curating a knowledge base for customer support, which is awesome. So they do all customer support. They handle, if there's any refunds or they want to switch their payment plan or whatever it looks like. They do all those kind of things. Um, any moderation in the group, any group comment, they're posting daily in my groups, responding to those types of things. Um, I have a virtual assistant, I've worked with her for a long time, so I really trust her. So she actually pays herself and everybody else. 
Nice. And so I don't do any of that, which is like really, really phenomenal. Yeah, pro tip for anyone listening, it took me like three years to get to that point. Yeah. Four and a half, actually. Yeah, four and a half. I just did that and it was like, oh, you can set limited permissions on yes. accounts. Yeah. And I had no idea. We just didn't do it. It's awesome. And yeah. literally, she'll pay herself. She marks all my expenses. So anything that comes in, like if I have a, like I just have a forwarding thing, anything comes in from uh, like a receipt from Amazon or anything, I just have like forwarding rules on my Gmail. It will automatically bounce to her. And, uh, I mean, I have a lot of recurring purchases, right? So she'll just put it in my expenses. And if she ever has a question about, like, is this personal or business, then she'll ask me. But um, more often than not, they're business. <laughs> she, and she knows because we've been around for a while. Yeah. Um, so doing things like that, she helps me with all my joint venture setup. Mm-hmm. So all I do is actually get on the phone, make sure that's a good fit. And then after that, it's like, okay, cool, Rachel will take care of you from here on out. So I only have to show up, which is great for the that's actual awesome. joint venture. She'll do follow-up stuff. So yeah, and and I think what's really cool about um, the relationship that I've established with them as well, um, like, so they actually both both of them. I've worked with them for years, but they both are they both live in the Philippines, and um, so there is this like I mean time difference, language difference. I mean, but they're brilliant, and uh, but I I mean I love them and I genuinely trust them, and so as kind of part of building this community with them every week I just have a schedule I have a 10 minute I call it a scrum where we just meet together and um, I send them a video they send me one back and it's been awesome to kind of create this rapport with them and as part of this agenda that we have I ask them I'm like what holes do you see what would what would you want to implement how would you like to improve in your role here and um, I mean it's amazing and so because I've kind of given them this liberty within this structure, right, of this 10-minute meeting every Wednesday that we have. Um, I mean, this role of what do they do has evolved a lot because of them, right? They've gone from doing kind of menial tasks to my virtual assistant being like, you know, I'd really like to help curate your social media content. Or like, hey, I actually would really love to help you in the back end of funnel building. Like, could I go through your course? I'm like, great, love it. Yes. Would love that. Please, 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 please. That's amazing. And, uh... And because, I mean, she's learned video editing, design. I mean, she's she's a really capable person, but I think a lot of that has come just as a result of an open conversation with her. And so it's like, yeah, are you kidding me? I would love to pay you more and more and more and have you work more and more and more hours because you know my brand and I trust you and different things like that. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're providing a lot of value at that point. Oh, yeah. I think that that's great because a lot of people... I think it started, I think a lot of it depends, which I'm going to morph this into in a minute, about how you got kind of down that path of communicating and treating people like that, Mm. which is good. But some people get started on this like, oh, it's a VA, I just send them an email and they need to do it or I fire them kind of thing. And that's really unfortunate because I've heard so many horror stories of like, you know, my VA left me hanging or it just never works out and I don't know why. And a lot of it is like, well, they're human beings and they also have goals and aspirations. And if their goal is to make $100 a week, that's great. That's part of it. But also maybe there's more. They want to do more. They want to help you. They're normal people. Totally. And so I think investing, like you said, just 10 minutes a week has like... Oh, it's the huge. value on that is huge. And I think well, and I think twofold as well, right? Like I think in building this team structure, I think there needs to be two primary components. Number one, what you said, brilliant, like the human beings. Mm-hmm. And as human beings, I think I mean, and you would hope that the only per- people you're working with have this innate desire to do better and be better. Mm-hmm. And so if you can provide the platform and the environment for them to grow, then this whole personal development, professional development journey that they're going on, it's only going to exponentially increase your own business and the business of your customers because 
they're putting their journey into building your product while they're still feeling fulfilled. So I think that's number one. And number two, I think like, oh, like my VA left me high and dry. I think that's also very real. Like if my virtual assistant came to me, I mean, I hope if you're listening to this, please don't leave me. Right? But like if she came to me and was just like, listen, Catherine, like it's time for me to go. Yeah. First of all, I, I couldn't, I would be thrilled for her. I think, I mean, like obviously there's something better. There's some, yeah. And like, if she's going to go, I mean, that's what I do with all these, all my clients, right? Like start somewhere, go build something amazing. And if she decided that worked for her, great. But I think in having a team, so much of that is building out systems. And so what we have every single, every single time she does any type of task, as menial as it is, she writes what's called a process sheet. And so, um, and her days are tracked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then she has daily tasks and um, monthly tasks, all organized, checklist. And so she knows every single day, on Mondays, I do these 12 tasks, and here's a process sheet of exactly what it looks like to do. And I've got to ask this, because I know people want to know, like, yeah. what do you use? Is it, like, Google Docs? Is it Trello? Like, Google Docs. All right. Awesome. Totally, totally. Um, and uh, Google Docs and Google Sheets. It's easy, updatable, and... Um, and it allows for, I think, a lot of uh, progression and movement in that yeah. particular realm. And I think another thing, too, like, I love Trello. I've worked with teams on Trello, Slack, and different things. And I think there are a lot more sophisticated methods, which we might grow up into those. But I do think something that is really great is that there's not a learning curve with a simple structure like Google Docs. Yeah. It's just... It's people a, know it. People like know, they know it. How to use a word editor. Totally. Type of situation. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, and I think, again, that's where, like, a lot of the overwhelm of... If any, if like, and, and again, anywhere from my videographer to anybody, like their systems are deeply documented, um, and and it's part of the agreement as well when they come on that 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 deeply documented process is ever growing. So anytime they do that, I'll say process. Or if I do anything, I do it once. I never want to do it again. I'll use I'll do Loom videos if you're to use Loom.com. I literally record a video, send the link, and I'll send it to my assistant. I can make a process. And I literally just in the subject line say process sheet. And she'll organize it, document it, she'll send me back the bit.ly link, good to go. So yeah, I think if she were to leave, I mean, it would be sad because I love her as a human. But uh, but to fit somebody in that role. But now the role is defined, it's there, the processes are there, someone else could come It'd in. It'd be very easy to put her, to, to, uh, to fit somebody in. And so I do think that is a difference between outsourcing and automation yeah. is when you create deep systems and processes so that regardless of who's filling the role, you're not screwed over yeah. and that it's very repeatable and systemizable. So so who do you feel like or what did you learn from to get you to this point? Because people generally don't come into it and yes. like obviously you're interested in this stuff so I know you did reading beforehand if you're at all like me. Yeah. You were like... You know, there was no chance you, that you could afford to hire someone, but you're already reading about like how to do this type of stuff. Like, yeah. What were the influences for you? That's such a good question. So um, I was really lucky to grow up in a house of entrepreneurs. My dad is a big time entrepreneur, and my older brother is an entrepreneur. And so um, I got to kind of watch them—the good, the bad, the ugly—of watching businesses. I mean, my dad took a business from 
whatever. Uh, I think he came in. So it was a family business. He came in, took it over, took it from like within a matter of like two or three years, took it from like three to thirty million. So like, obviously he knows things, but then at the same time, watched him have three or four flops, mm-hmm. and then come in and kind of have a moderately successful one, and then another flop, and then a huge success again. You know what I mean? So it's been like really interesting to kind of watch growing up and having like an increasing awareness of what worked and what didn't work. So I think that was number one. Just like I really was really. I think I got a softball in being able to watch things like that. Um, and as a product of that, I think um, my dad, he's just, he just loves, to, he loves, loves business. And so anything he would learn, he'd be like, ah, come check this out. So I think there have been like two people that were really influential for me, introduced to me by my dad that, um, that are very systems and processes oriented. Um, number one is a guy named Dave Crenshaw. Have you heard of Dave before? No, it's not. Um, so he has a really um, fascinating book called The Myth of Multitasking. Okay. And essentially what he talks about, like his famous exercise, and everybody should do this actually, it's really fun. But he says, set a timer on your phone, and what I want you to do is on a piece of paper, one row, so you have two lines, mm-hmm. and what I want you to do is write, uh, you, your objective <laughs> is you need to write A to Z and 1 to 26. That's what okay. you want to do. So the first way you do it is you go A, 1, B, 2, C, 3, D, 4, E, 5. You see how you bounce back and forth between letter and numbers? Whereas the second one is you go A, B, C, D, F, G, H, T, K, all the way to Z, and then you go 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 26, or whatever. And um, the amount of time that it takes to do all alphabet and all numbers is like exponentially shorter than it is to go bounce back and forth. And so it's like this very kind of elementary, but uh, very uh, eye-opening example of kind of how this realm of multitasking can just clobber you. (laughs) Like, just absolutely take it out. And, um, And I remember my dad giving me that book when I was like 19 years old. 18 or 19 years old and it was just like and for whatever reason that just resonated with me so deeply um one this process of multitasking but primarily uh kind of seeing the bigger picture in the fact that like I only have a limited amount of energy in my brain to do things and so if I can figure out how to make as many processes or things in my life that I don't care to necessarily be present for, right? Like, I, I mean, there's some things where I want to be, like, so dialed in. Like, I'm here in this conversation with you. Some things, like, I do this every day. I could care less, right? But you've got a finite capacity. Totally. And for me to figure out how many of these can I have them be a A to, a to Z, 1 to 26, instead of A1, B2, whatever, um, that was really powerful for me. And so I just started experimenting in the realm of, like, how do I clean my room? system everything has a place everything happens it's natural before I go to bed I clean my room for three minutes done and I was like the messiest human growing up so like you need to know I'm not like this like weird clean freak and same with my email inbox what does that look like you know what I mean just kind of like more normal thing and this is way before I was even in the in the world of entrepreneurship yeah this is just like productivity things like that and then it expanded to uh reading how do I do this what does that look like and uh how do I make it just a routine to learn and different things like that? Did it with diet, did it with exercise, and just tried to find what is the path of least resistance in getting it done and uh, and in repeating it. And oftentimes it's creating really in-depth routines for me, and a lot of times it's creating a routine and shipping it off so I never have to look at it again to yeah, somebody yeah. else. When you onboard somebody, and this may not be something you're consciously doing now, but do you, do you kind of try to indoctrinate, I guess, as a kind of the right word, uh, 
whether it's community manager, if you now bring on a third, fourth, fifth BA or an yeah. assistant, are you, do, is there anything you do to say, hey, you know, you don't need to be me, but you need to know these three rules or like you've got to use yeah. this type of a thing. Do you do any of that? So as part of Automate Academy, we have um, uh, like how I talked about process sheets. Mm-hmm. Those are for tasks. We also have position sheets. So anything that is involved in that position from anything from overarching mindset tasks, how I'd like for you to fulfill that role as a human, down to what does that look like on a tactical one-on-one basis. We just have a sheet for it. And so everything goes through. And so what we'll do when we bring somebody on is we'll have them go through that and then I'll just have a quick, I mean, I want to meet them. I love them. And I'm still involved in that process as we're growing. and so I'll, I'll have them process that, walk through it, and then on a call for about 30 minutes, I'll have them walk me through that, that sheet. What's, what do they think? What questions do they have about it? What opinions do they have? And I think what I'm learning in this realm of team building is that uh, it's all about agreements, right? Like, I agree to let you be a part of this company, to let you play this role, and you agree to do X, Y, Z. And if there's different places or expectations as we're going through this that differ, let's get them out of the way and let's agree now. So if that role needs to change or if I need to change or if you need to change for that, great. But, like, we have an agreement and we can move forward from there. And and I think because of that. So um, I think that's been really, really helpful. And then, again, as they continue to grow and the company is, like, growing crazy as well, I think those weekly 10-minute meetings, just like, I hear you, I see you. If you have a great idea, like one of the one of the items on the agenda for our weekly scrum mm-hmm. is a, it's called uh, the shoot the moon idea. Have you heard of this? Facebook does this. No, I like this though because I know where this is going. Okay, it's yeah. called the shoot the moon idea. And um, basically Facebook has a division. It's kind of pretty similar to Google X. But Facebook has a division of people where their sole purpose is to come up with ideas and that would, um, the, the, the requirement is that it would have to affect more than a billion people. Okay. And if it is less than a billion, scrap it. It's too small. Too small of an idea, right? Um, and Google X does something very similar. The ideas for self-driving cars originated in that group. And uh, right now I actually have a team that's recruiting for the team that's working on flying self-driving cars because that's the next thing that oh, they're wow. working okay. on. So, um, and so Facebook coins it as kind of shoot the moon. It's a term from hearts, right? Like whatever, shoot the moon, just kind of go big or go home. And so as part of this agenda, one thing that I want them to do as part of this is I want their shoot the moon ideas. And wherever that might fit within Automate Academy and their role. What do you see? like? What could totally change the game? And um, and I ask, again, I ask everybody that I work with, whether they are full-fledged employee or contractors, anytime I meet with them, like I, I want to see where they think the holes are and what they think is going on. And I think because of that, I mean, drastic things have changed because they have eyes to see that I can't. And um, I think uh, just kind of establishing that rapport where it's like, yes, you're my virtual assistant, but like, as part of a member of this company, you have integral intrinsic value mm-hmm. that you can provide, and that's the reason I want you here. So, like, really cool ideas have come from that. A lot of them being uh, have come in the personal development realm, right? Where yeah. they're like, "Hey, cool, blah blah blah." So that's number one. Now, number two, right? Like, I love to meet everybody that comes in, mm-hmm. but um, my uh, my second virtual assistant, we're about to hire a third. Uh, I never talk to them. Once I meet them once, they are all trained and hired under my top virtual assistant. Nice. And so anything I need goes through, her name's Rachel, so everything goes through Rachel, and um, so it alleviates a lot of back and forth between me. She's learning amazing team building skills, which is great, and um, 
I mean, she really, I mean, she's a virtual assistant, but she's a queen. Like, that woman does so, so much because we've been able to develop her and grow her within within the role. So a lot of the onboarding from that point out, I, I really curated and developed this process kind of with her, and uh, now she just repeats it with everybody else. That's awesome. Great. And I hadn't thought of this before, and I'm not sure if this is insightful or me just thinking, well, you know, we're having a conversation, but it almost comes off as, like, they can become one of your, like, super fans. Oh, and yeah. Like it, the, you know, they're going to, and which is important, especially in that role for Rachel, where she's definitely a brand ambassador because, like, people are interacting with her. So it's super important that, totally. that she feels invested in that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so we've talked about, we started off with a little recap. We talked about what you're doing now. So over the next year, if I see you again next year, yeah. where do you want to be in terms of a team? First of all, if, when, yeah. let's I, make it happen. Yes, Please when. come here. Well, now that I'm on the West Coast, too, it's much easier. Yeah, so, way anyway. better. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the realm of team building, this is such a good idea. So um, I think the thing that's been most helpful for me, um, because I think you can play the games, right? It's like, okay, I've got seven, eight people. I can't remember what the number was. Seven-ish people, eight yeah, we'll people working for me. Um, I think it's really easy to be like, we're going to 3x that number. But it's like, what's the significance of that? Who cares? Like, if we don't need to, we don't need to. And so I think what's been most important for me, and I think would be important for a lot of your people who are in the productivity space, entrepreneurial space, is I think ultimately you have to decide what is your superpower. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that you are the best at um, that also simultaneously fills you? What are those two things? And so... For me, so this is important. I'm going to interrupt you yeah. because I know that she has an answer to this and she's ready to say it. So, what is your superpower? Okay, mine is uh, is training and coaching, and um, like that. Truly, I think I have a very unique ability to do that, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I shine. Yeah, and I totally agree. I mean, you're clearly passionate about it. Thank and you. And I bring this up because it's interesting because you're able to say it. And I'm like personally still working on mine, and I know a lot of people you ask, and they're either timid or we don't know yes. what it is. And it's like well, until you focus on that, you're spending your time on a lot of things you probably shouldn't. Totally, and that's the thing as well. And I, and I think a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space, especially if they're bootstrapping, mm-hmm. right? Um, they've had to learn how to do it all, right? So it's like my superpower is high-end coaching, right, to, to top performers. But, like, I also am a freaking boss at funnel building, and I'm really good at copywriting, and I'm a really good video editor, and I'm really good at a lot of things, um, which, again, has come as a byproduct of... Doing it all. Of doing it all, right? Of bootstrapping this kind of entrepreneurial space. Um, but I think in this realm of, like, what does the next year look like, I think something that I've really come to learn, especially in the last few months, is that if I am very serious mm-hmm. about what I believe the objective of Automate Academy to be, which is to automate for impact and changing people's lives and changing people's circumstances, then I have to be selfless enough to let go of these things that might stroke my ego. Yeah. Like, I am a bad A video editor. <laughs> I know this about myself. Yeah. I've been really blessed to have that skill. But like, that is not where my highest dollar is and that is not my superpower. Yeah. So and what did I do last? Change the world. No. So yeah. what did I do last month? I hired a videographer. It's not where I shine. It's not where I want. It's not where my thing is. And so, as I go throughout this process and like, um, and I do think it is a process, right? As you're building out a team and growing, um, I mean, it changes because you have more capital to play with the more that you grow. But I think that those have been the overarching principles and being like, okay, what is my superpower? And uh, and what. Uh, what additional role, if brought into the company, would allow me to most uh, utilize that superpower? And so, 
whatever that looks like. And at one point, rather than hiring on a copywriter, it was a personal assistant. I was like, I literally need somebody to do my laundry for me. Like, I can't, I can't do my laundry anymore. It's too much. It like, it's too much time that I could be. And there's some hangups there, right? I mean, you could have probably done it a year, maybe not, or maybe a year ago or months ago, but it, right, it took you a while totally. to get to that point. And a lot of people do that. Like, yes. well, I should be doing my own. I shouldn't have someone do my and own. And I think there are some weird mental blocks where you're like, oh, like, how uppity am I? Yeah. How bougie am I? Yeah. If, like, I'm hiring somebody to come do my laundry or, and I'm telling, like, this girl does everything for me. Like, everything for me. And, um, and, I, and I do think that ultimately you have to get rid of this, uh, I guess you have to start, stop apologizing for what you want. Like if I genuinely want to have significant impact, I, I just can't have a thing about the fact that I'm not doing my laundry. I don't need to feel bad about that. I, I live with my, I live with two of my best friends. So I have roommates and they have totally different occupations than me. And so I need to not care that they, that I have a personal assistant that comes and does all the chores for me. And like, like, I mean, I live, again, I live with my two friends, so, which is really fun. I mean, I love them, but like, you know, you take turns cleaning the kitchen, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I never clean the kitchen. My personal assistant does it. And I need to, I mean, so I had a conversation with them. Are you chill with that? Cool. Great. Agreement. Right. We both have an agreement. It's all fine. But I just, I need to not feel weird about it. Yeah. And so whatever that looks like. And so like in the next year, what does that team building look like? Like I hope in a year and by hope in a year, we're going to make it happen. So in a year yes. when we see each other again, um, and you follow up ultimately what I will have accomplished is built a team that allows me to most utilize my superpower and what the number of that looks like and the nuances look like, I think we'll learn as we grow. Yeah. Yeah. TBD. But that is the overarching objective that we're working toward. That's awesome. And I've been smiling a lot in this podcast and nobody can see it, but I'm just like, yes, nodding my head. I've been through a lot of the same stuff and it's so fun to hear people talk about this and now to be like, I still do my own laundry like we've got a house cleaner yeah um, and that took a while yeah and it was just one of those where it's like oh yeah of course it's obvious now yeah but in retrospect you know at the time it was like no this is kind of a difficult decision yes so anyways yeah uh, just great stuff to talk about um, as we wrap this up I have one question that I want to ask you I'd love it uh, and we already talked about one of your books that you're you kind of recommended but what is your favorite book right now that you find yourself recommending to people oh this is such a great question Okay, um, well, you, I, you're a huge book reader too. I'm like, I like, my favorite Saturday activity is to sit inside of my room and read and watch webinars. Like, I just love learning. Like, I just love, love, love. So I read a lot. I read every night before I go to bed. Um, but I think uh, I've read a lot of really cool books in the last little bit. But I think probably in the last six weeks or so, the one that's had the most impact on me, it's called um, "Ego Is the Enemy," by okay. Ryan Holiday. And uh, Ryan, he is like kind of a really polarizing marketer. He used to be the marketing um, director for American Apparel back before it went under, but he was 19 years old when he took over that responsibility. So, I mean, he is just like, he is, uh, he's very extreme in in his opinions, Mm -hmm. um, but it's also kind of what got him to where he is. So he's really cool. Anyway, so this book, Ego is the Enemy, it talks about basically uh, the the downfalls uh, that have come to people because they have seen themselves incorrectly in, in, in boasting themselves up too much, right? They're seeing things as they aren't really are. But there's this quote in there that like, oh my gosh, like, you know, when you just read something and you're like, my soul, like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. So this is essentially the quote. He said, um, he said this, he said, anybody can win. He's like, you can, you can get lucky and win. 
You can uh, be a loser and win. You can be amazing and win. You can come from poor circumstances and win. You can come from amazing circumstances and win. You can be an a-hole and you can win. He said, anybody can win. He said, but there are only a very select few amount of people that are actually working to become the best versions of themselves. <laughs> and I think about that, and I think especially in this entrepreneurial space, we can get so caught up in like, I'm gonna have my six. I'm gonna have a six-figure month. Yeah. Like this is it. Like cool six-figure months, seven-figure year, multi-million, ten million business, whatever, ten million dollar funnel. Like whatever you want to have it to be. I think we can get very caught up in the figures, which there is some validity to that, right? Mm -hmm. Like num bu business is numbers. Like that's very true. But um, I think that the real the real game is played when you become the best version of yourself and you have the hard conversations and you look the ugly things in the face and uh, and you choose consciously to be that person regardless of what that looks like and, um, and I do think I mean becoming the best version of yourself is it, it, it runs everything in your life and in your business right it's it's whether or not you're gonna wake up and go to the gym or it's whether or not you're gonna be integrous about how you're pricing somebody or it's what you know what I mean whatever it looks like and, and all these accolades and speaking gigs and numbers, like those are simply symptoms of becoming this, I think, truest, best version of yourself. And so when I read that, um, it just like blew my mind. And uh, it's been really helpful for me in like whenever I come upon like a business conundrum or I don't know what the right word is. I like, like it. I like, let's conundrum. conundrum. Yes. yes. Um, hmm. And I... And I I'll be like, okay, what am I going to do? And, and I think because I'm a systems girl, I'll immediately go to like, what strategy am I going to run? What am I going to do? What tactics? Blah, blah, blah. But I, I'm training myself to instead, regardless of what the situation is, if it's a funnel issue, if it's a team member issue, if it's a copywriting issue, ad issue, instead of being like, what am I going to do? My first question is instead, who am I? Hmm. And um, if I can get very clear on who I am, then the answer for how to proceed forward usually is pretty dang clear. Definitely. Um, in any in any realm, if it's email marketing or Facebook ad targeting or whatever, it really is fascinating. Like if I can get very clear on who Catherine Jones is and who it is she's trying to become, everything else falls into place. And so uh, I show up differently, I talk differently, I act differently, and I think that it, yeah, that has just been. I mean, you can see my bank account. It's crazy. Like, me learning to be the best, have, putting that as a priority has, like, spiked. Directly impacted. Yeah, like, sometimes you're like, it's almost annoying, right? You're like, ugh. <laughs> why, am I, why have I been focusing on these email marketing strategies or something? Wasn't I just figuring my sheesh out, you know? But, um, but yeah, so I think that has been the best that, I think the most permanently transformative nugget that... Uh, that has really shaped me in the last probably six weeks, two months. Well, good recommendation. And I can't remember if you told me this or if it was like me creeping out on YouTube videos or something. Yeah. But I know that you write like one line from each book you read. Yes. So do you remember or have you finished the book to the point where you've written the one line? And the, if so, do you remember? The one line from Ryan Holiday Yeah, book? from Ego's Yes. Book? Yeah. So that's what I do. So I always try to, um, every book I read, I write the date I finish it and then like one nugget that... Um, that I got from that book. So I could kind of go back and make it implementable rather than me. Oh yeah, like I read this book. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, it's really it good, good, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. So I think with that, the, the nugget was um, 
the focus should be who you are rather than what you do. Hmm. And um, because uh, it's a precursor to shaping everything else. So that was ultimately, ultimately uh, that, that message that I gathered from there. That's a good one. I'm going to try to get out of my own ego way because I remember hearing you do that. Yeah. I think it was a video you talked about. Yeah. It. And I was like, uh, I can't do that because that'd just be copying her and I got to do my own thing. I was like, and I, that's why I bring it up. Yeah. I was like, I need to just do that because I've yeah, read who books cares? where I'm like, this is amazing. I didn't get a chance to write down the notes or yes. something. And then a month later, I'm like, yeah, it was a good book, but I don't remember. Can I tell you something why a personal assistant does for me? Okay. So I love, um, I'm a huge, I love the physical books. I just love to underline and if I have cool notes or blah, blah, blah. So at the end of the book, right, I'll write the date in my nugget. But then um, every month I'll have my, I just tag it. I like, she knows how to look for it. I like tag it on the thing with the tiny sticky note, the books that I finished that month. So she'll take it, go through write out all the quotes that I've underlined and notes and she'll tag them in a thing. So I have a spreadsheet with hashtags that I, if I want it for a quote or a post or I'm speaking somewhere or Facebook live or whatever, like I have this huge compilation of things. Awesome. Do you have a video or like a resource of this? If you don't, I'm going to start doing this. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Well, here you can make a video. I've yeah, never made a video great. of it, but, yeah. um, but it, it totally is. Uh, but yeah, it's just another thing. Like how can I utilize people? to help me you like you know what I mean yeah. use what I'm what I'm doing well, that, and so. it's like you've invested the time too is how I view it and it's if you don't take some sort of action it's yeah. probably going to slip out there's totally. those like three books that maybe I've read in my life where it's like it's going to be with me forever yes but there's a 300 other books that are great yeah. but I just don't have the capacity to remember so, and it's awesome right like I'll be on a coaching call or a strategy call and I'll be like I want to read you something from somewhere and I can go to my list, look it up. I know what book it's from, right? I look yep. it up, find the page number, go there. And, Instead uh, of, yeah, mangle, I am like, famous for mangling, yeah. you know, the <laughs> like, sayings It's a really good book. And, I think yeah. you're going to like it. And it's by somebody. Yes. But, uh, so, like, good luck finding it. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's been really helpful for me as well. Systems, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Well, before we go, uh, where can people find out more about Catherine? Where should they go? Where should they start? Totally, totally. Um, if for uh, To start in the world of automation, go to automateacademy.com. I think that's where you can begin. Um, but if you're kind of more on the entrepreneurial path and you're really looking to automate your marketing sequences, um, go to cfdesignschool.com and uh, I'll kind of introduce you to the beautiful world of funnels and what that can do for your marketing sequences. So awesome. again, go there, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if you're like, you're definitely like marketing automation, that's where I need next. cfdesignschool, that's where you want to go, .com. But if you're more general automation or not quite sure where you want to start in this realm of automation, I can help you out if you go to automateacademy.com. Awesome. Thanks, Catherine. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening today. And if you can think of one person in particular who would find today's episode really helpful, please share it with them by sending a link to the episode in an email or a message. And before we wrap up for today, you know, people ask me about how to improve their time management skills, improve their ability to focus on what's important and use automation to save time in their business and get started building their own team. And if you're a bit like me, it's nice to have a bit of a guide or outline to help with areas like this, which is why I created The Foundation, to help listeners get a solid framework or foundation to help them be more productive so that they could grow their business, improve their lives, and do it all with less stress and time involved. If that sounds like something you'd like to do, then head to productivity.academy slash the foundation and get started.